welcome to the latest episode of EG Like Sunday Morning. This week, I am joined by two of the very best in the business, senior writer Piers Weiner and roving reporter Evelina Grichenko. How are you both this week? Very well. Doing well. Yeah, fighting from the front page, isn't it, Piers? <laughs> we were, we were, we were duking it out. <laughs> good, good. Evelina won, because she's, well, I mean, she's just better, really. Uh, in, no, in, in, he just donated this space. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, Piers, uh, you certainly had a very busy start to your week uh, this week with a, a rather different Queen's speech. Uh, different, of course, uh, because it was delivered by Prince Charles. Um, what did you and the rest of the property industry make of what he had to say? Well, I mean, you're right. It was it was rather different in in many ways. I mean, one was the fact that we didn't really know whether to refer to it as a Queen's speech or a Prince's speech. Or I mean, there was that confusion with mm. just talking to the subs about the headline. Um, but I think the where it wasn't different is is the Queen's speech is always an overview. It's mm-hmm. always going to be um, the, the sketchiest of sketchy outlines to describe the leg- legislative agenda for the next Parliament. And as such, it was no different. You know, it was it was. Um, 38 bills um, rattled through in fairly breakneck speed, even though it seemed to be fairly glacial in its delivery. <laughs> I think Prince Charles has nailed that um, that official delivery now. He's as, as an audition, it's, it shows great promise that he's got the uh, he's got, got the delivery skills. Um, but yeah, 38 bills, including the um, the, the flagpole, the tent pole of um, of the Leveling Up and Regeneration Bill. Mm-hmm. Um, all done in under nine minutes and then of course the, uh, the the supporting documents come out and the debate happens and and now we actually have the leveling up and regeneration bill itself it's been published um which I, I i'll talk about in a second but um yeah, as far as the queen's speech was concerned it, it's it was um it was a notable point in the diary to show that this was was on the legislative timetable but other than that i think most people were just left as baffled as they had been before. Quite a lot of the stuff that's going to be in the levelling up bill had been trailed quite heavily. Um, and in terms of the the supporting documents, there was there was no real detail to say how any of it would work. There was no real detail to say what the impact would be. Um, that we're going to have to wait a long time, I think, to see that, because even in the bill itself while it says how those laws are going to be put into place and they've got the schedules and they've got all of the various bits of, uh, of legal phrasing, there really isn't that much detail about how it's going to work, what impact it's going to have. And that, that's slightly troubling because the, the bill is, uh, I believe, 338 pages long. The bill is, yes, it is. It is. Uh, no, I hope, there, there is I hope one brand new bit, though. You'll, you'll be delighted about this. And this, I think everybody needs to know this. There is one brand new piece of information, which I think... I, I can give you the exclusive on, and that is that levelling up is now hyphenated. Okay, right. So we're going to have to adjust our house style accordingly. Absolutely, absolutely. That that important little line. I guess the fact that it is a straight line shows just how levelled up everything's <laughs> going to be. Um, but that. Um, <laughs> and I, I mean, I was hoping you were going to you you were going to take us through all 338 pages of the bill, Piers, and, and, and yeah, even so more so. Page one. I hope uh, that in tribute to Michael Gove's appearance on BBC Breakfast this week, that you would use as many accents as possible uh, in telling us uh, all about it. Now, calm down, calm down. Uh, <laughs> there's one. Uh, yeah, it's, I mean, it is, it, it's, it's, it's a chunk. 
the, I think the thing that's really interesting is it's about the same length as the leveling up white paper, hmm. but uh, but it's far less entertaining. Because while the, the leveling up white paper went on interesting little discussions about um, about Jericho and about the nature of urbanism and um, I mean basically anything that they could find on Wikipedia to slot in there, um, the the leveling up bill, leveling hyphen up bill is um, is far drier. Uh, but it does have it does have some interesting things. It's it's got um it's got a lot of stuff about retooling local democracy. It's hmm. um, so various new layers of of local author, uh, authority um because obviously that streamlines everything and makes it quicker uh apparently yeah um, historically that's always proved to be the case <laughs> um there's also there's there's uh, various things about powers for local authorities to bring um empty or as they sometimes put it abandoned buildings back into um into use um again i mean th- these are things that that the industry has kind of reacted to in a kind of a lukewarm we're trying to get on board way um i mean there's there's a problem with it that that nobody wants buildings to be empty it's not in the interests of landlords mm. to be empty but but to have a, a a policy that says we'll have um compulsory rent auctions to force you to to have somebody into your your building i mean it's just it's crass really so the detail of how that is actually going to work is really important i mean another thing that's in there is um i mean that that, that one i'll just go back to that, that that's what uh, melanie Leach called that a political gimmick mm. which i think i mean she's she's one of those people who who always tries to see the positive of these things she's always saying you know we need to work together she's never one to come out with a with a an easy soundbite just to to get a headline but for her to come out and say this is a political gimmick mm. it's pretty strong stuff um the the rics have called it blunt um they but there, there, there are other elements as well i mean the the other thing is the, this infrastructure levy again the idea of getting rid of of streamlining section 106s and cils and getting rid of all of that complex stuff in favor of an infrastructure levy which is just a single this is this is what your um, your development value is. We want this percentage done. Uh, it seems, on the face of it, a really good idea. But the problem with that is, if if you do it in the wrong way, you're going to end up actually clamping down on regeneration. You're not going to be leveling up. You're going to be stifling growth. You're going to be mm. doing all these. And there's nothing. There is absolutely nothing in the bill to say how the the negative outcomes are going to be avoided. It's just not there yet. So there's there's a lot to be done, um, and then there are there are other elements like um, uh, with the with, with the added levels of bureaucracy. Um, everyone can have a mayor now. It seems. Uh, I mean, if you want a mayor, Jess, you could probably just apply to have one. But you don't have to call it a mayor. You can you can give it whatever name you like. That's another important, vitally important thing. You can also change the name of your street. Um, as long as you and your neighbours agree to. And you can have, obviously, more housing development in your street, as long as you and your neighbours yeah. agree to. And that's, again, this tension between the positive outcome of um, if Michael Gove is wanting 300,000 homes now, or whether he's decided it's a silly target that he doesn't want, or um, in whichever accent he's decided he wants to say that, um, Either it's going to do that, either it's going to help people to to build more homes in the suburbs, or it's going to end up being like another charter for NIMBYs. 
um, Samantha said and her her leader that you know is this really the right way to go about it giving NIMBYs a bigger voice they've already got control of most planning committees yeah it would um, seem that the, the people most likely to engage with any kind of local additional local democracy and planning are those who are trying to stop something or to preserve the, the status quo rather than those that are looking to for change exactly i mean that and that's how it's always been uh, hopefully there is something some magic ingredient in all of this that i haven't yet discovered in the 338 pages and so far nobody else that i've spoken to has either that will mean that that's not the case but and the other thing oh yeah. so on, on the on the vacant shops uh, thing and the whole auctions idea we, we have a comment piece uh in legal and professional that, that, that came in at the end of the week that that really highlights that it's business rates that yeah. are standing in the way of, of filling all these vacant shops not not landlords who um you know it's in their best interest as well to have and there, uh, rent there is, coming in and those bills being paid for them not uh, not by them exactly and, and there is there is a bill it wasn't mentioned explicitly in the Queen's speech, but it, it, it is one of the bills in the legislative timetable to sort out business rates. That's why I say we're going to sort out business rates, but they're not. They're going to reduce the valuation cycle from five years to three years. And this, again, the industry's come back saying this is tinkering. This is mm. this was something that's it's been, hev again, heavily trailed. It's not new. It's not uh, it doesn't go as far as the industry has been wanting it to go for. They were saying, OK, if you're going to change the valuation cycle, what about one year? Do it for one year. And actually, others have been calling for root and branch reform. Labour was calling for business rates to be scrapped altogether. And, and this seems to be like you know, almost a waste of a bill. In fact, someone I was speaking to was saying you know, there must be some sort of financial element to this that means that it can't just be shoved into the levelling hyphen up and regeneration bill because everything else has been. I mean, mm. the, this bill itself is a Frankenstein bill. It's <laughs> it's part local government bill. It's part the planning bill that got ditched last year, earlier mm -hmm. this year. Yeah. Um, but with all of the, the controversial bits stripped out, it's part, um, there's, there's the, the thing about the levy and there's the thing about um, development zones that's in there as well. But again, that's almost little detail. It's kind of, it's, it looks as though it's it's covering a lot of a lot of ground to allow them to put in place secondary legislation, which they can then hang off this big Christmas tree bill. <laughs> a Frankenstein Christmas tree, where you paint a, a lovely picture. Um, there you go. This is for you. To bring Evelina in at this point, I mean, Evelina, you're up there in the northwest. Um, so do you do you have a sense of how the property industry around you up there uh, views the government's levelling up agenda? Oh, well, I see. Well, to be honest, uh, I've been mostly focused on life sciences, be it over the mm. past week. So I haven't done that much in the north and especially to do with the leveling up. I was just going to say, like, I was sat on one of the life sciences webinars the other day and there was a guy to give a speech. So the expert in the property industry to come up on stage. And the first thing he said, he was like, oh, don't ask me about levelling up. I don't understand what does it mean. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed, I mean, the, the very the very question of what levelling up has, has tasked some of the industry's finest minds this very week, hasn't it, Piers? It, it, definitely, definitely. I think the, the general conclusion is, um, I mean, it kind of, it either means nothing or it means everything you want it to mean. Or I think there is this feeling of, of just hope, absolute hope that somewhere in all of this will be the tools to enable regeneration on a larger scale to happen to enable a a, a leveling up of economic opportunity to happen but 
it doesn't appear to be in this bill. And uh, I think you had some thoughts on how on how it sort of came uh, against the backdrop of the recent council elections, Piers. Well, I mean, that's yeah, that's a, a a good um a good context to view it in. That this that the Queen's speech itself, the Prince's speech, the the speech, um, <laughs> was again that was that was heavily trailed as as being a a reset button for the legislative agenda. The government was going to get back to the things that really matter. Um, which has then queued howls of disappointment that there's not that much to deal with the cost of living crisis, um, as well as howls of disappointment that the the levelling up side is is uh, still it's got some meat on the bones, but it's still looking fairly scrawny. Um, as a reset button, it doesn't appear to have quite worked. But the need for the reset button came from the other thing that the government was heavily trailing, which was just how many council seats they'd lost, mm. um, and the. Uh, they were saying that it was going to be an absolute drubbing. They were they were predicting um, annihilation. Um, that was that was the sort of the 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 conversation that you'd have on the QT in the hopes that you'd then print it so that anything that did happen would end up slightly better than everybody was predicting. But even so, I mean, um, the the Conservatives lost four hundred and eight councillors. Um, to put that in context, they've now got. 1403 i think councillors so they they lost 480 485 to take them down to that um labor while it did well it didn't gain quite as many as it wanted to so mm. so while it was a disappointment for the conservatives it wasn't quite the victory for labor but there was a bit of a change in the landscape labor got um just over 100 more councillors um so they're now up to, to that 3000 or so um from those elections uh which now means that they, they, they but they've only gained um five councils so they uh, conservatives lost control of 11 councils but labor only gained control of five councils the lib dems gained control of three um pi Cymru in wales gained control of three uh the smp gained control of one but quite a lot more shifted back into no overall control mm. or stayed there um and it's against this backdrop of of uh, what's happening at the local level that these things about leveling up really start to become quite interesting because this idea of having more layers of of localized or more localized control the the leveling up bill talks a lot about um about uh having unitary mayors and and greater uh greater council areas but the one that was set up the somerset council area that was set up um the Tories were expecting to win that, and it was won overwhelmingly by the Liberal Democrats. And the other thing, with with more mayors, or uh, you don't have to call them mayors, I think you can call them czars or, or whatever you like, um, kings. Um, the one of the one of the more recent mayors, um, Martin Rees, uh, down in Bristol, is is going to end up being the last mayor, the last mm. directly elected mayor of Bristol, because the people there voted that they didn't want to have another one. Because that extra level of bureaucracy, that extra level of involvement was stopping things from happening, was actually clouding the picture. So how this is all going to play out is is anyone's guess. The other thing with the local elections is that that while not that many councils changed hands, some of the ones that did are really quite important. So um, Westminster, Westminster Council is now Labour. That's like the first time since 
there's, well, I think that's the first time since its creation, Wandsworth Council is now Labour, and that's the council that Margaret Thatcher said was her favourite. I can't imagine she'd be saying that now. Um, and both of them managed to to pull in votes by standing on a on a predominantly anti-development platform. Now, whether they're going to go through with this or not is is anyone's guess. But um, a good example in Westminster is they're saying that they're very much in favour of the refurb as opposed to knock down and build again uh, approach for new buildings, which you know most people get on board with. Um, but they're saying that, uh, for example, the Marks and Spencer's scheme on Oxford Street, the Pilbro Architects one, um, even though Pilbro has said over and over again, look, this is going to have better uh, environmental credentials than if it was a refurb, they've said, well, actually, we would oppose it and we're asking Michael Gove to call it in. He's already stalled it, but they're saying we'd ask him to call it in. And if anything like this was ever put towards us uh, before the committee uh, under a Labour administration, they would vote it down. So this thing about huge uh, development uh, while it will have any effect on, on the ones that are already in, they've made it very clear that they would vote against those. And they're now in control of the council. And the same in Wandsworth. Uh, thank you, Piers. You, you, you are listening to the Today Show on Radio 4. No, 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 of course not. You are listening to EG Like Sunday Morning. And Evelina, um, you mentioned that you've had your hands full with life sciences this week. Um, so Absolutely. you had a very big story. Uh, so can you tell us all about breakthrough properties and its WeWork style lab concept? Yeah, this this is pretty interesting, isn't it? Uh, but it's not going to be called WeWork, uh, <laughs> you know, concept. They're going to have a different name for it. So they're going to name it Studio Labs, which mm -hmm. is as exciting as WeWork, isn't it? But uh, a bit for the life sciences sector. And this is the product they're going to bring in the UK. So it was very recently launched uh, in San Diego in the US. Uh, so that's again another thing that we have to learn from the US. Uh, mm -hmm. As a couple of weeks ago, uh, I was talking about uh, bringing the uh, knowledge of the US experts to build a 22 story lab in Canary Wharf. So there's another example how we're going to create more for young companies in the life sciences industry to provide them an opportunity to grow and the right space they need. So as we were chatting, so most of the universities pin out, uh, they'll have about 1000 square foot space on the university campus. And then they end up going somewhere when there's about tens of thousands of square foot spaces. So the market gap is really in the space between 1,000 and 10,000 square foot. So these labs are usually in between this size and um, uh, breakthrough properties are planning to uh, allocate between 25,000 square foot to 40,000 square foot of space for their first like trial project in the UK, let's say. So it's been very successful in San Diego. They brought it to, to Boston as well. So I was actually told that now they're having an interview with the companies to see which one fits the best. So there's a real competition for this studio lab. So we'll see how that's going to work in the UK. So in order to implement that, they're going to hire more people. So they have recently uh, announced a new project uh, manager recruitment and they're going to hire three more people over the summer so actually uh, uh, if we look at the speed how quick 
break for property is uh, uh, recruits local people. So it's going to be about one person per week because they grew their stuff from 15 last year to 60 this year. So which is very exciting too. So they're managing to find this talent in the UK and give them a job. So really good news for the economy too. And probably make it easier for Michael Goff to give his post. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, will there be Prosecco on tap in Studio Labs is, I suppose, the big question. Oh, that's going to be probably probably breaking news coming forward in the next couple of weeks. So, yeah, apart from that, Breakthrough Properties is going to separate from their uh, uh, Tishman Spire. So they're kind of owners. I mean, in terms of the office they're sat in, not in terms of... Uh, becoming a separate unit so i make sure our audience understands us right so they're looking for the hq in fingers crossed london is their preferred location so uh, another exciting news coming soon so we'll see what that's going to be about so they're looking around victoria or king's cross to you know to get good connections into europe and elsewhere across the uk so yeah we'll see which buildings they will pick up and I'm sure uh, you'll hear it first from Evelina when, when they uh, find a location. OK, yes. so you've both shown a uh, remarkable command uh, of your own uh, beats this week. But how well have you been paying attention to the work, the fine work done by your news colleagues? Are you ready to take on the quiz of the week? Um, yeah, yeah, <laughs> sure. Uh, Evelina, would you like to go first or second? Well, I usually go second, but then I realised that questions for the first person are easier, so I'll try to <laughs> first this time. <laughs> uh, well, let's see if that holds true. OK, so this week, Evelina, the first prelet was celebrated at which new 51-storey tower in the city? <sighs> I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> That's quite all right. I don't think I would have known either. But Piers, uh, would, would you have known the answer to this question? I think I do, but only because I think this story is, is directly below Evelina's story on, on the <laughs> oh, on our front news so page. Oh, that's going to be Mitsubishi, because I remember there they put go. Alex's story onto <laughs> my one. Uh, so yes, eight I, Bishop's I Gate, isn't it? That, that's, that's right. Yes, it is eight, eight Bishop's Gate. Uh, OK, so Piers, which two West End landlords are on the verge of a three and a half billion pound mega merger? Well, this is this is Shaftesbury and Capco. It is indeed, Piers. And that's very That exciting. was your story, isn't it? <laughs> um, I, I, did, I did the web version and then uh, Tim and Alex turned it into something better. So, yeah, there's a, there's a reason why I know that. I, I mean, might have Piers, it. Piers does have a slight advantage in, 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 in a news quiz, I have to have to admit. But there we go. Uh, call, okay. it, call it an, an early advantage. <laughs> Evelina, why have corks been popping at the biggest agencies this week? Mm. Any tips on this one, Pierce? <laughs> <laughs> They've done quite well. <laughs> it is the vaguest question that I've ever asked. I think, <laughs> on the quiz. So any, yeah, that, that that would just say that, Evelina, and you get the point. Yeah. What did you say, Pierce? <laughs> <laughs> They've done quite well. They've been doing quite well. Yeah, amazing. For the uh, first quarter, was the best for them this year. That's right. Exactly right. There you go. You've earned your you've earned your your point. Yeah, Q1 numbers are way up. Uh, in 2022 compared to 2021. Hurrah! <laughs> uh, okay, Piers, 
Michael Brodman is retiring from his role at UK Advisory as UK Advisory Chairman after a 40-year career at which of those big agencies? Uh, this he's he's CBRE. He is. Piers knows all, sees all, and uh, writes almost all. Oh, can you imagine if I got that one wrong? That would be <laughs> mortifying. <laughs> Uh, now we have the inevitable uh, missing words uh, headline round. So, Evelina, uh, your headline is moaning about blank. You're smoking something, says Collier's boss. Uh, and I, I apologies that the you, your your strategy of going first for the easy questions may not have rewarded you this week. Sorry, Evelina. Yeah, I'll moaning about go blank. first next time. <laughs> <laughs> You're smoking something, says Collier's boss. Uh, any ideas? Is that a verb, an adverb, a noun? Uh, it's it's an it's an, an well uh, it's it's a noun. <laughs> a noun Journalist an stumped by grammar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's an adjectival noun. <laughs> uh, uh, Piers, would you? What have, can they be moaning about? What can they be moaning about. Uh, there is a little property. bit. Of, there's some alliteration involved. It does be, does begin with M, Evelina. Moaning about blank. You're smoking something. Moans. <laughs> <laughs> no, Piers, would you have got the answer? Um, not now that you said it, it's a, it's an M. Hang on, I do remember this one, but it's it's um, it's it's contextual stuff, isn't it? It's moaning about um, uh, oh, I can't remember. It's like the big picture stuff. It is. It's moaning about macro. Macro. Uh, there we go. Okay, so Piers, but you can complete uh, a clean sweep of your own questions, Piers, uh, if you can answer this. Blank vows to end Westminster's cosy developers. Blank vows to end Westminster's cosy developers. Can, can we swap? Because I think I, I wrote this, didn't I? Did you write this? This is the, the price, price you pay when, when stories in the magazine don't have um, Exactly. Give bylines. me back my byline. Um, stories should have bylines. This is, I, I think, should, can we throw this over to Evelina? Yes. You can't uh, remember Evelyn. your byline. <laughs> <laughs> I can remember. I mean, I headline, sorry. Uh, would you have known uh, who or what vows to end Westminster's cosy developers, Evelina? Uh, was that the blank? The first word was blank. Which one was uh, blank? The first word, yeah. Blank vows to end Westminster's cosy developers. Uh, no, I wouldn't remember that. Sorry, Pierce. Oh, never mind. Oh, and no. it is? It's Labour. It isn't Labour. In the in the magazine, what? it is Hug. Hug! Oh! Hug. <laughs> uh, this hug. is the delightfully Adam named hug. Adam Hug, uh, new leader of the Labour-controlled Westminster City Council. Oh, that's a much nicer headline. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's good. Uh, there you go. Ending ending with a hug. Uh, so uh, a virtual hug to you both. Thank you very much uh, for appearing on this week's uh, episode. And to those at home, you have been listening to EG Like Sunday Morning. <laughs>